Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Here we go. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 98, recorded Sunday, May the 3rd. I'm your host David Holloway and with me as usual is a co-host who applied to be an Avenger but was declined because he wore a big hammer little wiener t-shirt to the orientation day. Simon Potter, how are you? I was framed. <laughs> big Norse girl. Um, uh, we are going to talk about Avengers later. Are we? Oh, good. But we won't have time to talk about the Sesame Street um, parody, Avengers, The Age of Bon Bon. Oh, it, I'm glad glad to hear that. Yeah, it's worth a look. Very funny. And re- just remember to tell people spoilers before you talk about Iron Man's death. Oh, good point. <laughs> oh, it blew me away. Uh, all right. So, and we also, um, it's always good to have um, a guest co-host, and this one, I believe, has been with us twice before. Um, we know him as Casmus, but um, he's better known as Mr. David Carr. How are you, sir? Oh, good, thank you. Excellent. Welcome back. That's not true. I know him better as Casmus. Yeah, that's true. Well, you and I do on Destiny because he's the one guy that's happy to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't you mean? Don't you mean crack Destiny? Yes, although I, as we'll talk about, I'm a bit off the crack now. Um, so before we get jump into what is a fairly packed agenda um, this episode, let's just briefly talk about what we've been playing. So Simon, what have you been up to the last three weeks? And apologies for delay, totally my fault. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's totally your fault. Um, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online console beta ate up, uh, or beta ate up a good... Well, a good solid weekend, actually. Uh, had a, a fair bit of fun toddling around in there after having played it on the PC. it was I was very curious to see what it was like on the Xbox. That's the only one I got a beta key to. Uh, couldn't get one for the PlayStation 4. Uh, however, anyone who is thinking about getting the console version, it looks like you can select between the North American and uh, European servers once you get into the game. So it's not going to be locked out by Sony being stupid about these things. Good. So that, that's a bit of good news. Uh, look very good. Look very good indeed, but I won't rattle on about that just now. Um, also had a, another, another crack at Warframe because I've decided that that is effectively destiny and I'm determined to support it. And it's actually quite good. Top secret. Also, I have discovered... The world of Nintendo. Ah, oh, love it. That's right. Nintendo. But but not the Wii or the Wii U. Um, although I did have a Wii and I have a fitness board and um, they took up a lot of space in the cupboard. That's all I really remember about that particular platform. So I have uh, I have got access to a 3DS. Oh. And you know, you hear people waxing lyrically about their, their formative years and uh, playing Zelda and people going completely spazoid about the uh, Majora's Mask limited edition DS and all of that nonsense. Oh, what, what is going on with all this? What What is what is this Pokemon thing I keep hearing about? So, yeah, got one. Uh, got a Poke- Pokemon... Y or X? I think I've got a Y, but it's blue, and I don't like being blue, so I'm going to have to take it back and get the X because they're red. I'm going <laughs> to do that. I, I, need, I need my Sith in pretty much everything I play. Blue is the wrong color. Uh, but, my God, they are charming games. 
I I didn't expect to get so thoroughly um, hooked yeah. on Link. Just looking down on Link and him running around these 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 basic little Yoda stories style maps. Uh, but it's I've actually found the gameplay to be quite compelling, and I can't quite put my finger on why. But there we go. There it is. Uh, great little game. It's a, the 3DS is actually a very good console, and mm. it's from a, a, a staunch supporter of the Vita. It's for big hands. I think the DS is actually more comfortable. But anyway, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing, David's? Um, yes, over to you, uh, David. Too. Um, mainly, uh, I got a phone ringing. Hang that's on right. a well, oh, I'll there talk we about go. What I've been playing. I know you're good. That's no, gone now. Um, yeah, mainly Destiny, or as I hinted at at the front, Crack Destiny. Uh, I was quite busy with work, so basically all the time, well, the only thing I would be bothered doing when I got home was plunking myself down on the couch and playing that. Uh, yeah, got, I've got one of each character now, minimum's 30, so just been going through that. Um, played a little, little bit of Eve when I was on holidays. Um, a minuscule bit of SWOTOR. And yesterday I bought a couple of new games. Uh, one of the guys off Twitter that I follow, um, Dan, got me into Elite Dangerous. So I've been having fun with that. Cool. And um, a stupid game called Car Mechanic Simulator 2015. Nice. So it's quite addictive and silly in, uh, in sort of, um, yeah. So I was actually just playing that before and I'm, one of the jobs I had to do was pull an engine apart and there's still one part I can't find and I don't know where it is, so it's frustrating now. <laughs> wow, that that really sounds like real life. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, you're not, not qualified for Toyota, are you? Um, no, I don't know. It's actually kind of funny because they kind of have um, emblems on there and like one of the emblems looks like it's a Peugeot, uh, modified of a Peugeot. And they've got a, they have like old muscle cars, Pissy little bloody front-wheel drive, four-cylinder cars, some V8s, a thing like sort of a Merc and a Mercedes. So it's actually, it is actually quite interesting. So the car that I'm pulling apart at the moment is a V8. So I've pulled everything out, including the engine block and the gearbox, and there's still one part because you get like a list of things that you've got to fix. So I haven't unlocked enough skills yet to get all the diagnostic tools. So the only way to find out what's broken is to pull things out. So, yeah, I've pulled out the entire engine. It still says that there's one part I've got uh, got to find. And so, yeah, I kind of just quit when you guys called up. So. Uh, I might have to check that out because at the moment if the car breaks down, I just tend to torch it and beg for a new one so I could use the skills. Yeah, it's only $20 on Steam, so okay. I thought it was pretty cool. I think I might have a look at that as well. I'm I'm kind of intrigued. My I'm, I think I'm going to say it's the gasket because it. You know. <laughs> no, yeah. Actually, funny part is you don't actually have gaskets in this. So it's it is very simplified, but it's actually quite interesting. Screw but, that. Uh, no, no. In that case, it can go the whole way of Steam's mod marketplace. <laughs> to hell. All yeah. Right. To hell, and then just get erased completely. All right, well, that's, yeah, it's a bit of variety of games. Um, in order of uh, amount of time spent playing, I probably, as per usual, played a lot of WoW, but uh, very close second at the moment, Hearthstone, mainly because they released the uh, mobile version. So now that if I'm sitting somewhere remotely waiting for five or ten minutes, I can quickly knock over a game of Hearthstone. So it's it's got its hooks back into me. Uh, Destiny, still a bit, but I'm not as addicted to it as I used to be just because I hate 
grinding for gear when there's no new content on the horizon? I know there is content as far as the the next expansion, if you can call it that, is any week now. Yeah, but, there'll, there'll be a new raid in that. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? That's the thing. See, I've, I've lost interest. So I still like going in there here and there, but I feel like I'm grinding stuff for no good reason. But David, thank you for your help um, a couple of times. And and um, David gets endlessly amused because when I see him, it's usually late at night. And as much as I do have a headset, I can't talk through it or anything because of the noise it makes. So I, I we have this funny um, communication strategy where I get on a direct message on Twitter and David talks through my headset, so it's quite funny. Yeah, it is. I just have my phone sitting next to me and tell you something and then wait for the reply to come via Twitter. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and But the biggest announcement about my game playing is that after I think it's four or maybe five episodes of saying I haven't played SWOTOR, I actually did play the expansion. So I, it's only early days. I did that initial... Well, you still call it a flashpoint, the solo flashpoint where you go and you've got to knock over the three or four key people i've forgotten the storyline already because it was about two weeks ago but you know i'm two-thirds of the way to um my next level so level 56 well done yeah so i actually played it so that was that was an achievement on its own did you have a play with the designer the appearance designer no i didn't stuff around with that uh, at this stage but i will the outfit the outfit for, you know what i mean the outfit yeah thing. yeah no i haven't as yet so but it was nice to be back in there so there you go. That's what we've all been playing. Um, let's jump, as always, into our first section, which is Republic News. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. So there's actually been a little bit of news on the SWOTOR front. It helps having a, a week um, extra break too. It, it makes it feel like it's been a busier news time. Uh, first two things I, we're only going to really mention in passing, I think, Simon, is that there's been two uh, fiction pieces released on the SWOTOR website, The Sixth Line and The Sixth Line Part 2. Have you read them? Because I've skim-read the first little one, but I didn't actually continue through. I, I have read both. I'm going to call them law pieces. I have read both of them. And, uh, yes, I'm not sure who's behind it, although I have my suspicions, but uh, well worth the read. No spoilers, but... Uh, Yes. Iron Man Go. dies, I think. Pardon? Iron Man dies in it, I think. Yes, but only in the second part. Okay, cool. So part, parts one and two, read both of them. Now, um, were these pieces, done, were these pieces the, done by Courtney? That's my suspicion. Oh, good honour. She might end up getting a, a gig for a, a novel or something. Well... There's uh, less salubrious places to start, that's for sure. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, even more exciting for those who actually play the game, um, Update 3.2 dropped on the 28th of April. Um, so it's there, and that was obviously where we gained the planet of Zyost. Zyost, Zyost. Yeah. Uh, who the hell knows? Zoist. Yeah. Zoist. <laughs> Zoist. <laughs> I like that Zoist. Let's call it Zoist from now on. So um, I haven't I haven't been in since that's dropped, so I can't comment on that at all. I, I have either of you guys. I haven't no, actually got. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have to admit I'm still pissing around on the pirate planet because I like it. Yeah. No. So um, yeah, I've got a couple of characters that can do it, but 
I've just been having a bit of a break. I think I've um, burnt myself out over the three years and just having a bit of a break from SWOTOR. Yeah, a bit like I have from The Secret World. Speaking of which, I forgot to mention, I did play that in the last fortnight and actually uh, seem to have, I feel like I've caught up that I'm playing in an area that matches my abilities. So I had to force myself to log off there and not get too deep into that. Force yourself? Oh, oh, oh. Is that a pun? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll well, forget it then. Moving on. I liked it. No, you know me. I'm not that um, clever. So Season 5 PvP um, has begun with the 3.2 update and then rewards, but the rewards reveal has been delayed. Win traders and trolls are steadily declining, Simon. Yes, that is, that is the, well, that's what they tell us. Whether, whether, the, whether the, the, the company line and reality gel, I'm, I don't know, but it, it would be good to think that that is the case. Uh, trolls are just a pain in the ass. Wind traders, I think, are more of a, have a more of a direct material impact to uh, people who are trying to actually get somewhere in the PvP. Yeah. See, wind, you agree? Yeah, well... See, I, I think win trading has its place in some respects, particularly if you're an achievement whore like I am. So there are some things that you actually do. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the event was in WoW. There was a particular event where it was common for each side to win trade so that both sides could achieve what they're after. But as a general rule, you're right. It, it takes away from the, the you know intent of PvP. Yeah, but you don't want to do that in competitive PvP. No, Not that's when right. Ranked when it's ranked. It can actually mean something. That's a good point. But if it's unranked, I don't think it's. I don't see anyone really how you could have a problem apart from it being a bit bloody annoying if you're on the wrong side or you stumble into a That's into right. a range set. But yeah, yeah, it, I think it's, it's good that they're keeping an eye on it, especially if they want people to take any of this stuff seriously. Was that a pun? Eye on it. Eye on cannons. For God's sake! <laughs> Hurry up! For it. All right. Hurry up. I've got less than a third of a bottle of wine left. If we, the podcast is finished by the time I'm finished, I'm out of here. All right. So the game content in 3.2, uh, which is that's a continuation of the Shadows of Revan storyline, isn't it? Uh, yep. It was unlocked on May the 1st, so that's good. And then May the 4th, which for a, a time recordings in a matter of hours. Happy May the 4th to everyone. Um, subs get an, uh, get M41S to join them on their adventures and stand useless by watching as they get ganked by trash mobs. So um, M41S Simon, I assume, is a droid. Yes, it's uh, it's it's. I think he's a, like a golden version of the little white and blue one that we got last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically the same. It's just a just a palette swap. But eh, why not? I mean, yeah. it's, it's nice if you can have a variety of droids to match match your outfit. Uh, you know, you can pretend you're the same sort of pissant idiot that's going to buy a, one of those Apple watches. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's not go there at a packed agenda. That's one we're going to talk about, though. Um, I think that um, Droid actually is available to everyone. It's not just subs. Um, attorney guys were talking about it on a um, oh, later sucks. show. Well, that's even better then. No, that's but it is kind of good because my subs, uh, I'm, on pref- I'm on preferred now. So. so I miss out on the 12 times X to XP boost. Did you disclose that before you asked to come back on the podcast? I, I don't think he did. Uh, Oh, I forgot about that. I'll be on this side of the velvet rope, my friend. Sorry. <laughs> right. um, I, can talk, I can tell you all the things that you miss out on. Yes. For all that you get. Yeah, we get. 
Um, a 12, 12 times experience boost applied for all class missions pre macab That's something that um, I must, I'll have to force myself to find some time this week because that'd be good for, and you, Simon, for your 19350 alts. Um, I've got a few, a few alts to level up, that's for sure. Uh, and the main story mission post level 50 to 55 lasting until fall. Does that mean um, autumn US time, so spring our time? Uh, before the Frenchification in the 19th century, the English actually referred to autumn as fall. Autumn is a Frenchy oh. term. The Americans were not, uh, were not infected by the Frenchification that the English were. So uh, think terms like mad when you're angry and fall for autumn um, did not get corrupted and buggered up the arse. So there we go. Uh, yes, so I have no problem oh. using the term to mean autumn. There you go. That's... But, uh, a no end date. <laughs> no, the short of that is that no end date has been specified at this point, just a general area. Yeah. Okay. And see, this is just a, isn't a shitty gaming podcast. You get educated here. Um, extra basic uh, commendations rewarded to assist in maintaining gear level. That's not bad. And all taxi destinations are now available that's... to all players. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'm not so keen on that. The the extra basic comms I think is really good because that's one of the things I found with last time. You you level up colossally, but your gear falls behind so quickly. Yeah. So I think uh, things that used to award you one to two comms, you now get about eight. Good. So it's a, it's a really substantial one. So, yes, you can go to the commendation vendors and actually level up your gear to keep pace with your accelerated leveling. Um Brilliant. And the taxi awesome. destinations are only for May, this May the 4th event, yeah? Uh, no, that's something that came in with 3.2. Basically, oh. it's, they're making it more accessible. Um, as an explorer, I'm not so keen on this. The, the same with the taxi bind points automatically being added when a, a new region's revealed. You don't have to work for them anymore. It's no, a, another like that. It gets handed to you rather than you yeah. actually having to explore and work for it. Not so keen on that. I can understand why they do it. Don't like it. No, agree. I like that to throw a spanner in the works because a few times I've gone past an area and forgot to un, un, um, um, unlock the point and then it's like, oh, got to go back there. It's like, oh, crap, I don't have that bind point. And so, who's nothing. Full stack, Casmus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, not mine. Not mine. Oh, I, oh, oh, oh they should get a thing then. They should put it out more. They should have the bind point in the middle of the path so you don't miss it. Not off in some corner. Yeah, I agree with that. Hide, hide it behind well, a tree. Not, not off in the corner, right in front of the bloody taxi. Yeah, and usually um, yeah. if you have your map get, set up right. Get, like, that's, just, that's just shocking, yeah. It's, See, that's a typical non-sub sort of attitude, just pure laziness. It is. It's a very preferred attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, I am preferred now, so. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the cantina uh, in Anaheim. So um, Dolphy did some great uh, notes as well as the flash drive content. So should we do the notes first? Was there anything much in there beyond obviously the trailer for 3.2 was shown? Well, the Yavid Stronghold, hello. Yeah. I hate people say hello. <laughs> oh, well, on. All right, talk about the Yavin Force. Yeah, that is good. So we get, we get another, I assume I haven't looked into this, we get another Stronghold to add? Yes, we, well, we do if we're willing to pay for it. Yeah, true. Probably only 40 million or something. 
so it's a stronghold on but the other side. But then you have the. Go ahead, Casmus. But then you also, yeah, then you have the problem, though, that's been brought up is that what we're only allowed four strongholds active, but there's going to be five. So if by chance you've got all four unlocked, you're going to have to close one up if you want to get Yavin. Well, this is why you should always be reserved when buying real estate. If you rush into these things, then you're going to get hit when the government reverses its policy on negative gearing and you're boned up the arse. At least that's what your accountant will tell you. Yeah. I'm lucky I've only got two unlocked, so I'm happy. And I'm just looking at the Q&A. The the most exciting thing I could see was, um, I don't even know that it's a hint, it could have been just a non-answer but someone asked will the Mandalore ever play a bigger role in the game and he's, Charles said I don't like to hand out spoilers but that would be pretty cool wouldn't it oh that sounds like it's come off the wall of crazy and onto the wall of vaguely insane yeah uh, well that's what they talk- <laughs> see you just did you take that from the Wookiees bit Wookiees is a playable race Michael says there is a wall of crazy and this is on that list Oh, the wall of Christ has been banging around since the days when, oh, um, sorry. when oh god, what was what was that? Oh, what was that podcast? Called? Oh shit, <laughs> Darth Hader. Uh, Darth Hader. Yeah, that was right. the wall of Christ bouncing around since um, Darth the Darth Hader days. So oh, okay, yeah, no, that's that's not not an original, not by any means. No, so we love the Wookies. It's a race we're in fact adding this year, which we knew to Greta player. Voiceovers for Wookiees is less compelling than other player voiceovers. Yeah, that's true. Actually, just on on the the whole concept of Wookiees, I wonder because Han looks very old in the latest uh, Star Wars trailer. Yeah, uh, Chewbacca. Now I know Wookiees are very long lived, yes. so don't start jumping up and down at me. But Chewbacca looks very young, and I can't help wondering: is it lumpy? <laughs> Probably dyes his hair. <laughs> Probably. Oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> 20,000, 20, yeah. yeah. That would be funny. Quick, quick note on that. One thing I find that interesting is if you've probably seen, Peter Mayhew walks around with a cane. So how the mm. hell did he How the hell did he redo his role as Chewbacca without his cane? That's one thing I think is going to be interesting to I see. I, see I, if I, he has mocap. The cane's there. It's just in his suit. Does he still need uh, uh, I thought after the surgery he was okay, at least for short periods of time. Uh, some of the stuff seen when he posts photos in conventions, he still has it with him. So unless it's depending on how much he walks, oh, maybe. Dude, dude, after conventions, I feel like I need to walk yeah, around with true. a cane. exhausted. Mind you, though, his, his cane's pretty awesome, the lightsaber cane that he has. So I, I wouldn't be throwing that out if I was him. I'd still be rocking that. That's right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Stylish. Uh, so the flash drive contents from the cantina, there were some screenshots of the Yavin 4 Stronghold. It looks like an, looks older, pretty awesome. yeah, an older stone-based stronghold, but it looks pretty cool. Um, Zyost, you don't really see that much of Zyost. Actually, you see, oh, there's one cityscape, I suppose you'd call it, of Zyost or landscape, yeah. but the rest of it is close-up. So, Yeah, um, the citadel is going to feature at least. And the Cohen Sayer monocycle looks stupid. It looks no less stupid than when um, J. 
General Grievous was riding around in one while he was being pursued by Obi-Wan Kenobi on a giant lizard. Yeah, true. So, yeah, it, it still looks pretty stupid, really. Yeah, don't like it. <laughs> All right, so that was the canteen. But it, I mean, to be to give credit, though, to um, Bioware, they, they released a little bit of stuff there, so good on them. I think it's one of the more substantial ones, actually. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, do we need to talk any more about this Elder Scroll console beta, Simon? Um, no, uh, beta, beta good. Uh, beta work well with console. Uh, me happy. Uh, me look forward to release on June 9. June 9? Well, that's not that far off. Yep, cool. No, far off at all. Um, EA Electronic Arts has killed most of its free-to-play PC titles. So that's sort of – is that that not really MMO, but we'll cover it now anyway. Um, I, no, I, I, I thought we'd go first sensationalist as opposed to factual, you know, like journalists. So what have they, what have they canned? Um, well, they only – I think they had about six and they just canned the ones that weren't making them any money and ones that you've never heard of yeah. or at least never heard of. So I assume no one else has. So, yeah. But uh, good news is the only reason I raised it is uh, SWOTOR is safe. It is no in no danger whatsoever. Um, EA's free-to-play titles were Battlefield Heroes, Battlefield Play for Free, FIFA World, and Need for Speed World. Actually, those are the four that are closing. Um, SWOTOR and uh, I can't remember what the other one was. There's two are staying. Uh, the other four are going. Okay. So that that's a that's a that's a pretty uh, a pretty a pretty good culling, I think. Yeah, gotcha. And I'd like to withdraw the comment that they're not MMOs. They're obviously the MMO component of well-known game. So yeah, they are. Yeah. So just not successful, or at least not making enough money. No. All right. And uh, most importantly, a belated congratulations to our. Brothers in Arms and much more knowledgeable Brothers in Arms, Utini cast, who hit three episodes ago, episode 200. Yes. Um, Congratulations. I don't know how Tio's kept his job this long, but uh, well done, mate. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. It's the go to podcast. And if you're new listening to this, and I don't believe there is anyone new, but if you're after a really substantial podcast on Star Wars The Old Republic, that's the one. You, you, you've come to the wrong address for such substance. Yes, this is not the podcast you're looking for. That's right, and we're we're, we're nearly episode 100. Did they do it? Did Utenicast do anything for 200? Um, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> oh dear, I'm sure they did. Um, I just my work situation. I just wasn't um, wasn't in a position to uh, go into the chat room like I have done. Yeah. Well, actually, not it that. It was recently. just a. It was just a normal episode. Basically, cool. they didn't. They didn't really do much extra. Not like they did for their hundredth episode, and that it was oh. um, just basically just basically a normal episode. So what did they do for the hundred? Because I was hoping to say they did nothing. Because I still can't think of anything to do for our hundredth. So I was hoping you're going to say for their hundredth they didn't do anything either. No, for their hundredth they did a rundown on how they started and how they basically became where they are now. So oh, talking about how. Talking about how they were starting off as um, as the different guilds and then on the servers and then got combined and then came up with a name and yeah, basically Bob's your uncle where they are now. Oh, I'm sure between you and me, son, we can bore the crap out of people about old history. Well, really, you're only you're qualified to do that because you're the only one who was around at the first episode. Oh, 
True. Well, I might. All right. So we might do a, a really ad hoc collage of bits from episodes one to a hundred. It's uh, off. Yeah. If, if it was, if it was gonna, if you were gonna celebrate the origins, I'd suggest probably just a podcast of you, um, pre-recorded captures of Ed's evil laugh, and then. <laughs> Back to you wondering where the hell Mark is and why he hasn't actually made it available for that podcast. Now, Mark's very kindly said he'd be available uh, for a catch-up, um, but I, the way Skype's working and my internet connection's working, I don't think even having three of us barely works, let alone having four or five, but we'll see how we go. But my internet, I, I agree. My internet's been playing me up all well for the last three days. It's fortunately come right, but, but I do yeah. Have, I, do Roll on MBN, the- I do have an MBN box um, nailed to the outside of my house now. Oh, really? Well done. Yes, but I got very excited That's when the man knocked on the door and said, we need to install this box on the outside of your house. And I went, yes, please. But I, I don't think... Do you have... No, I don't do think the, the cable's... Cable connected no, yet? I don't think the cable... The cable's about 50 metres away. I don't know that they've actually laid the cable out the front yet. So, uh, But I, that hasn't stopped me looking up data plans. Don't you worry. <laughs> so no, what, what they'll... What they'll do is they'll install the termination points on various properties and then they'll roll the cables out. There's no right. point rolling out the cable and having nothing to connect it to. Yeah, exactly. So, But it's on its way, so a bit excited. Because I'm getting about three megabits tops at the moment most evenings. Well, that, that that's not good. Maybe your voice in Destiny will work when you're on the... <laughs> yeah, it might. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at plans that are 40 megabits, so it's got to get better from there. All right. Mm. So I think that'll do us for Republic News. Um, now, we were due to have a, your Laura stuck in my cannon, but given the heavy uh, running sheet tonight and David being with us, I thought rather than blame Simon, you not having time, we'll just blame David for being the guest and a preferred subscriber for stuffing over your Laura stuck in my cannon. That sounds credible and entirely reasonable. Yeah, good. Uh, and we won't need to blame anybody for having a bad motivator. That's right. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be the beat down for tonight then. Excellent. Well, you are preferred. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you believe I just resubscribed so you wouldn't call me that? Just now. Good work. Oh, well done. So we get Welcome a, back. We get a commission. Uh, so uh, let's just, ju- just, just email us the receipt just to verify what you just said is true. And your gaming password. No probs. You don't and, get and receipts. Oh, I've never got a receipt before. Haven't you? Mm. Oh, that's bizarre. Your well, story is subscribed to something that's... dodgy then. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's jump across to uh, an even busier general gaming news section. This is not the podcast you're looking for. Look, all I really want to talk about in this section is, and I'm sure you guys have watched the trailer at least three times like I have, Star Wars Battlefront. I don't even know the point of debating the issue, but does it look shit hot or does it look shit hot? Simon. Uh, well, you know, it, 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 looked, it looked impressive uh, as long as you didn't take into account the text that appeared in small, uh, small point size at the bottom saying, 
you know, giving one caveat or the other. Uh, so overall, I'd have to say after looking at it, um, my feelings are pretty damn excited. Yes. Even though about, I think about 70% looked like cut scenes. I know it said it was in-game footage, but I think about 70% were cut scenes by the look of it, and the other 30% was actual gameplay. Yeah, I think basically they used the, the PS4 engine to produce the results, but yeah, obviously the, the whole thing was composed and yeah. pre-rendered and whatnot. That's not what you could ex- necessarily expect in-game. But yeah, it looks damn That's- nice. Whatever the game actually turns out to be, and that is my concern. Yeah. It could look nice, but the gameplay could be shit. You just don't know. And well, just how much game are we getting? That's yeah. that's more of the problem. Could be another Destiny. It could. Um, could be another fall. And remind me, when was uh, release date? I've forgotten Battlefront. Was it November or something? About a month before? The movie End of November. Out? Yeah. And and obviously there was lots of chatter about the fact that Boba Fett appears in it, and give it, and so people don't know for a fact, but because it shows um, the desert planet whose name escapes me, that's not Tatooine. Jakku, yeah, that one. Jakku, something like that. Jacuzzi planet. That that one. Um, they're assuming that Boba Fett is shown appearing on that planet, therefore tying it to. Episode 7, therefore proving that he didn't die in the Sarlacc pit. Well, we all knew that. Oh, Duh. I no, I didn't. Oh. I assume we all knew yeah. that. Yeah, he escaped one time, and obviously that's not being made canon then. Yeah. Mm. So that's good. A lot of people are excited about that. But then there's lots of people excited. I'm getting ahead to pop culture that the fact that the Star Wars trailer talks about my father has it. The Force, it means that Darth Vader is still alive, which I thought was, even as a, an ignorant law person like me, I thought, well, the, the Jedi's uh, don't die. The, the Sith, they're still around, so therefore that's why you could use the present tense, yeah? No. We, we covered this in that other stupid podcast that discusses religion. Oh, we did too. And what, did we, what, was, the, what was the conclusion? <laughs> Well, my conclusion was we don't know that it's necessarily Luke speaking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. But then also the way that it was spoken, that sort of sounded a bit like the same talk that he gave Leia on um, Endor. It did. Yeah. And there's also a well-established trick in movies called the red herring. Actually, yeah. And in literary works. And I put more we're, money on that than the making an, We're making an assumption it's Luke because the the language is is familiar. But is that was that Hamill speaking? I, I don't know. If if, uh, if anyone's watched The Flash recently, um you'll know that he's uh his larynx has had many years of thumping. Otherwise he couldn't do the Joker as well as he does it. Mm. I'm. I'm not I sure that it was a. It was a young voice. I don't know whether that was necessarily Hamill. Okay. Well, I think it Luke has Scott said that he did do it. He was talking about it. I thought in one of his Twitter feeds. I thought he did. So unless I just misread, he may have done it. But did he do it as Luke Skywalker or did he do it as someone else? I'm just not buying Darth Vader's alive. But 
he's lost all his, not all of his, but his credibility as Mr. Evil's gone because he turned into a big softy at the end of Return of the Jedi. Well, he can't really be alive because you see his Force ghost yeah, dead at the right. uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, so yeah, unless he can it. somehow rematerialize. Well, is it possible? I, I, uh, I hate to use the word midichlorians, but can midichlorians <laughs> recorporate physical form? I'll be really disappointed if they go down that days of our lives route. I'd be really disappointed. I'll tell you what, it could be worse. It could be a Dallas trick and it was a a dream. The whole thing was a dream. No, there would be riots, surely, wouldn't there? There'd be riots. But unless also they put him in a new body because technically technically his body became more crispier than a charboard Ewok. Oh, true. Yes. Yes, that is true, but if you think about uh, the law that, well, it's not law anymore, but if you think about the EU stories about what the Emperor did with his clones and basically moving his uh, his intellect, his his persona from one clone to an, okay, the, the, the clones were all sabotaged, but that's, if they decide to pick up on that particular piece of EU and make it law, who knows? Yeah, actually, yeah, never thought about that one. Or after the fire, they have captured his essence. They, um, they've knocked over Chewbacca, implanted it in him. He becomes Darth Vader and Lumpy has to take the place as hand sidekick and then it links in with your theory, Simon. We've just explained everything. I think we have. <laughs> All right, back to general gaming news. Casmus, uh, anything to say on that? Because <laughs> you really should. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to Battlefront because also, they've also got the deal as well where if you pre-order it, you get uh, early access to that Battle of Jakku, which is um, that's the planet where you see the um, crash star, yes. uh, star destroyer and um, X-Wing and that. So, But um, sort of, yeah, as Simon pointed out, it looks good now but worried about the caption of saying that, yeah, this is uh, pre-alpha stuff, so what it's going to be like. But then also in theory, the PC should be better because of the better hardware than what the PlayStation and the Xbox can have. So, yeah, I'm um, yeah, quietly, uh, quietly hoping that it's going to be a freaking awesome game. Yes. But, but, but this really wraps into... I assume most most of most of our listeners, if not uh, most of the hosts, have heard about the fuss to do with the DLC announcement for Batman Arkham Knight. Myself, Ooh, I that's haven't. A, that's a solid silence. Yeah, no, it's in the show notes, though. It it is, it is. Uh, but basically, what it boils down to is the DLC. If you the DLC costs almost as much as the game does. And if you end up buying one of the, you know, the collector's edition or the complete edition or the edition with the season, blah, 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 you effectively end up saving no goddamn money at all. And when you look on, look at Titanfall, granted Titanfall, which is another, uh, Titanfall was, yeah, Titanfall was EA, Mm. as uh, as Battlefront is going to be. Um, Titanfall has ended up making its DLC uh, free, which which is awesome, uh, especially since I paid nine bucks for it and thinking that was a good deal at the time because it was discounted. But uh, whatever. Um, if you if you look at that, I'm just wondering how much have they? Because EA tried something a bit different with Titanfall, 
producing a game that had some really good multiplayer action, really dynamic, fun, uh, a bit different, you know, the wall running and the mechs and all the rest of it. But in, in the end, it end, I think it, you could safely say that it ended up failing because the buzz wore off very quickly. Yeah. I don't I haven't jumped on recently to have a look, but I'm pretty confident that the the servers are a lot quieter, massively so, uh, than they used to be. Whereas Destiny has managed to keep things ticking over fairly steadily by drip feeding bits and pieces out and and yes. and just managed to eke out their addictive gameplay with just very little but enough DLC just to keep people ticking along. And I'm not going to call it expansion. I won't dignify it with nah. the term. It is DLC. So EA tried something with Titanfall, didn't quite work. Destiny, which is Activision's baby, has worked by drip-feeding stuff out to fairly basic bare-bones game. Can we expect EA to have learnt the lessons from Titanfall, picked up on what worked in Destiny and apply that to Battlefront? How much game are we going to get? That is my question here. Yeah, that's a really good point because you're right. If you just get, uh, you know, you pre-order Jakku bit and then you only get, I don't know, three or four hours of gameplay out of um, the main game and the rest is DLC, I think they'll really shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And the real problem with digital um, pre-orders is that you have to shell out the whole purchase price. If you're going into your GameStop or your EB Games, and you're pre-ordering, you can put five bucks, ten bucks down, and then swap right. it to something completely different. the The funny thing is, the physical pre-order is actually more flexible and more desirable in a lot of ways than the digital. And all I'm saying is, don't get to anyone listening. Don't get too caught up in this because the trailer's exciting. It's Star Wars. I'm excited. But I'm also I've been I've been bitten. I've got my my dead-eyed um, maroon plastic ghost staring at me <laughs> to remind me that pre-ordering a new franchise and effectively this is a new franchise. I yeah. know there's it's the third iteration, but effectively it's a new franchise, and it's a it's a franchise. The first first reappearance of this franchise in effectively a new paradigm. Be careful. Be cautious. Don't pre-order digitally. Do it physically. At least then you can pull out if everything ends up going pear-shaped. Yep. I don't think it will. Not with something like this. I think I think we're in good hands with DICE. I think the new direction Star Wars is going in is positive. But don't make assumptions. Don't no. waste your money if you don't have to. Agreed. It's just another point as well. Like, even though Dice is making this, I think some of the bigger things might be brought up to EA. But then also because of the amount of people looking forward to this, if EA doesn't get it right, they're going to have a shitload of people really annoyed at them. So they're going to have to make sure that they do choose the correct model. Um, have any of you guys played the Battlefield series? I haven't. Yes. No. 
Yes. Yeah, yes. so I'm sort of wondering if they might do the like the Battlefield series because in essence I thought that wasn't too bad. Like the season pass that you got for that brought out five expansions and that, and I think it was like $40 for the season pass, and I thought that was all right value on that. So whether they do, whether they do something like this for expansions in, in the future, unfortunately all we can do is wait for now. But if they do get yeah. it wrong, they're going to have a lot of people annoyed. Well, I did end up doing that. I um, I had Battlefield 3 for the Xbox 360 and Battlefield 4 when it launched, it was a bit like SimCity and, well, <laughs> and the Sims 4. Uh, EA didn't have, uh, didn't have a, a lot of luck. Um, Battlefield 4 was an absolute shit show. That was a disaster. It was very bad for EA. Hopefully they have learned an awful lot I learned an awful lot in that I didn't buy into it for quite a considerable period of time. And then when I did, I ended up getting it for not too much money. Actually, I got the physical, a physical copy. And then the, uh, the expansion pass went on sale on the, uh, the Xbox store. And I think I got that for like 30 bucks. I, I'm pretty sure it went for the, about the same on the PlayStation store as well. So, you know, the, the platform doesn't matter. Um, and yes, I would, I would have to say that the price I actually paid for the product was a good deal. The price that they were originally charging at launch, not so much, especially considering how spotty the online service was. So uh, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't support the, uh, the new Battlefront I'm just saying be circumspect yes. and don't rush into it because it is – and God knows it. We know, we know this, uh, as you do, that it's so easy to get sucked into this because, my God, is exciting. The new movie looks great. The new game looks great. And I just want, I just want to play Star Wars now all the time. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Go, go, go and play Swytool. Uh, yes. and And get your fix that way. And don't rush into anything because – Right now, these days, hopefully the publishers have learnt, but you cannot assume they have. So deep breath and just wait. Yeah, always good to assume the worst with game developers um, or publishers too, mostly. Um, so super quickly, Simon, uh, Star Citizen keeps going strength to strength. They have a concept sale um, on, is it the MISC or the MISC? Uh, yes, it's... Uh, Every time I, I listen, I, I see that misc. It's it's like Murasashi or something industrial. Blub. Oh, so it's I, an acronym, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I always think of the the episode of The Simpsons where it's uh, where Homer sees his his face on a, a bottle of Japanese detergent, and it turns out that it's a it's a, a conglomeration of a fish and a bug. Anyway, that's what I always think of with misc. <laughs> so, However, concept sale, misc- and they're about to hit eighty million. Uh, they probably already. I mean, that was that was something I put in last week. Uh, but yeah, they were they were like um, probably a couple of grand shy. So they would have be they'll be over eighty by now. That's insane. But um, if you if you know anything about Star Citizen, you know Misk is probably best known for the Freelancer, which is a it's a space pickup truck basically. It's a, it's a hardy space vessel that can carry cargo internally. Now, there's a bit of a retooling going on with the, the Freelancer, but it's still going to be 
that basic concept. The Hull series is something that's been talked about for quite a long period of time and they finally put out the concept series itself. So there's the uh, A, B, C, D and E Hull. Um, the A and B are quite small and they're something that can deal with planetary landing. The main difference with the, the Hull series is that instead of, like the Freelancer, where the cargo is carried internally and the Millennium Falcon is carried internally, the, the MISC series actually carry the cargo outside of the hull on a series of telescopic struts. So, um, yeah, easy loading and unloading. So the A and the B are ones that you can, you can land. You can make planetary landing with them. Anything above that, and you're talking about a severely decreased maneuverability and uh, orbital loading and unloading only. But it's, I think this is going for another week, probably a bit less than that by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to, to this podcast about the time of publishing. Uh, it's worth having a bit of a look. The, the sweet spot, in my opinion, is the Hull Series C, uh, which is going for about two hundred dollars. Uh, the the E I think is going for like five six hundred or something. But that that's a that's a that's a, a big deal that ship uh, because that's dealing with a massive amount of cargo and you're going to need uh, fleet support. You're going to need escort fighters and escort ships to defend this thing because. Um, Maneuverability on the D and the E basically involves zero. It's <laughs> those those things will go where you point them, but if you're expecting to turn them, um, yeah, the Titanic's going to look nimble in comparison. So it, it's everything from a, a pretty much a a a one a one man a one woman operation with the A right up to major fleet, either either military or civilian corporation, uh, cargo trans- transportation. So well worth a look. Really very well thought out. The, the pricing varies dramatically from, I think, like 90 bucks to, as I say, is it five or 600? So if you, if you enjoy the idea of being a bit of a space trucker, I would say that you're going to find a ship that is going to meet your needs. Space trucker. Love it. Or you could spend $1,250 and get all five of them. Oh, cheap. Or you could buy a very uh, bad secondhand car for that. There, there, is, a, there is a bundle available. Uh, cheap secondhand? No, you can't buy a cheap secondhand car for that. Oh, you damn can. It may, may not run very well, but you could. Or at all. Yes. Or at all. You might have to use mechanic simulator on there to make the thing run at all. <laughs> That's right. You can learn how to fix your car. Um, most exciting. Yeah, gaskets. Yeah, That's right. Total aside, I was reading today that um, they've theoretically proven, uh, or more, than, it's, it's practically proven in a very small way, um, a new drive. I don't know whether you saw this. Uh, it's a guy in the UK and NASA have tried to disprove his theory but have been unable to and are now accepting that probably is legit that would allow uh, an Earth-to-Mars crew to get there in 70 days and actually um, proves one of the fundamental laws of physics wrong in that um, the law of momentum that 
uh, and I'm so badly paraphrasing this, that basically to get propulsion, you need something to go in one end and out the other, and that because this uses electromagnetic waves, that actually doesn't occur, and that NASA are actually confident it is a legitimate means of an engine and they're going to start um, working on some uh, further tests on it. So that's a bit exciting. That is exciting. It's got to be better than the ion engine, which... Yeah, well, yeah. If you have a twin ion engine, it's still shit. Yeah. So that that's promising. And the other thing is that while they were testing its ability to work in a vacuum, they now theoretically believe that um, oh, I can't remember why or what it was, but essentially that there was a semi hyperdrive option that they think is workable there that would get you three hundred thousand k's a second. Okay, now I'm excited. Yeah, so, I mean, they're saying there's still potentially a lot of theoretical gaps they may find, but they've been trying very hard to find gaps in the electromagnetic stuff and they haven't been able to, that it looks like it actually will work. Wow. So, yeah, that's big news. If I can find the link, I'll put it in the show notes. I just happened to read that today. On, on course, another it, note about, um, about Star Citizen, I just found another pack. Guess how much this pack is? 80 million. No, not that high. The one I'm looking at now, $10,000. But it does have quite a few ships in it. But yeah, What's you that? can kind of. Ships is. Oh, yeah. This is, it's called the Combo Wind Commander. So it has um, a few different versions of Auroras, Mustangs. 350, 325, 315, 300, Hornet, FC, uh, sorry, F7C, Cutlass, Freelancer, so Avenger, Gladius. Yeah, yeah, it's got a shitload of the podcast. I won't get you to list them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's quite, it's interesting. Quite Thank you. <laughs> I know you are. This takes me back to Christy and Eve. It's Christy and but Eve just... all over again. <laughs> Just some of the prices of some of these packs. Actually, here we go. There's one here for 15000 It's called the Completionist Pack. So, yeah. So, um, you can understand why they've raised $80 million when they have stuff like this being sold. Yeah. Well, I, so I, do, not, I, do, not, I do not regret owning a Reclaimer. So, there. Oh, look. Isn't that the big ship that mines? No, I'll, no, I did think about that. That, 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 was, a, that was a pretty special ship. No, it's mine, mine's the salvage ship. That's right. Oh, yeah, found it now. Oh, look, I'd argue any ship that you're spending two or $300 on is still better spent than buying Marvel Heroes. So it's, it's true. all up from there. So, very true. Speaking of Marvel. Yeah, so let's jump into some, before we do, some pop culture. Yeah, so as uh, Simon so subtly alluded to before the bumper, um, let's talk some Marvel. So in, was it last Flashpoint? I believe it was. I mentioned that I'd started watching the Daredevil TV show and I'm pleased to report I managed to get through all 13 episodes uh, about a week ago, actually. It's Mm. easily the most impressive Marvel TV show, although I'll put a huge disclaimer on that. I actually haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I don't really have the right to say that. But from everything I'm (laughs) reading, it's definitely beating Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, If you're wanting a dark, gritty, 
uh, crime-based thriller TV show with, you know, it just happens to have a, a superhero in it, then this is the one for you. It is just stunningly good. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk is probably, I'd argue, he's the best of the lot in the show, but just everything. If you've read the comics, you'll love it. If you haven't read the comics, you'll love it. Uh, you know, it, it explains his origin extremely well. You, you don't have to know any of this stuff. It's just superb. I, I have to agree with you. I D'Onofrio's performance, he, he can chew the scenery. If anyone's ever seen The Cell, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about here. But he can be incredibly deft and the way he treats Fisk is it's really it's a masterclass. Oh yeah. I'd have to say, because there's the 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 implied and sometimes explicit violence of the of the personality, but the 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 vulnerability and the humanity in there as well. It really is it's an amazing it's like uh, Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, but in acting, yeah. it's, it's a remarkable piece of work. And Fred Astaire's a good analogy even from, uh, and I know it's been covered a lot on the net, um, episode two, the uh, one take, or no, sorry, not the one take, the oh, one the shot, the one yes. shot fight scene with the Russians. Um, it, it alone is worth um, you know, watching episode two for it's in the last three or four minutes. Yeah, guy comes staggering up the hallway, boomf, gets hit in the head with a what was it, a filing cabinet or yeah, something? It's just brilliant. Yeah, um, yes, the choreography is really quite exceptional. the The tone of it, the uh, the way the violence is depicted, it's 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 pretty realistic. Oh yeah. Uh, when these guys take a hit, they actually do take a hit. It's. Uh, it's really difficult to kind of um, – it's a bit like the Nolan's Batman against, say, Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, if Batman Returns is the um, – is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, you know, a, a bit more forgiving, a bit, everyone's a bit more superhuman. Uh, they, they, uh, they, they take the punches more easily uh, as against not Nolan's Batman where you've got – uh, daredevil bleeding oh yeah broke yeah. broken uh it's i haven't watched i think i've watched that about i've I binge watched and i have to admit i sort of fell asleep on the couch at about episode 10 somewhere okay uh, i've yet to make up the the final three episodes but yeah i've been very impressed with it yeah. i have to admit and it ends extremely well. They've already announced season two, which I'm thrilled about. Um, for those that are wanting the the red hornhead costume, uh, spoiler alert, you do get it, but not until the very end of the last episode. Where you do get which is as it should be. Yeah. At least you don't it, get the yellow. At least you don't get the yellow costume. No. Now, if you want a yellow costume, you have to watch the Flash. <laughs> That's right. Um, which is also. But totally different. Yes. Uh, and just to jump while we're on the Marvel thing, I had the pleasure of seeing Avengers Age of Ultron last week. And Simon, you were saying um, you saw it this weekend, yeah? I did. And David, you haven't seen it yet? No, I saw it the Friday that it came out. Oh, you have. Um, so you have seen and it, yeah. Gold Class. And if you're a parent, don't take a one year old to a Gold Class cinema. No. 
It was really stupid, these yeah. people. I could have told you not to do that. But Who yeah. do that? I don't know. It's like, mind you, we did see the movie at like 10.30 in the morning, but still, though, like, you go into gold class. You don't take a one-year-old, and I'm just so glad the thing didn't cry because if it was crying all the time, I'd be telling them to get out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, which, which you really should because people who do something that stupid really do need to be made aware of the consequences. Yeah, because I, well, I've, I've got my own like child. She's two years old now. And if we can't get babysitters, we don't take her. We just don't go out. It's right. like bloody common sense. Yeah, but yes, having, sorry, but having, yes movie was good. has consequences. It doesn't mean you can do whatever you want still as if you, you had no child. No, that, that child for better or worse, is uh, provides a, a limiting factor on your lifestyle. Get used to it. That's the choice you made. Deal. Indeed. So you, yes. you say no, it was a good movie, was really good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I, it, so. some of the reviews before I saw it had been a bit, uh, it's not that great, it's not that great, but I, I found it easily as much fun as the first one, a little bit more of a storyline, I'd argue, than the first one to some extent. Um, lots more Hulk, so that automatically made me like it more. Hawkeye <laughs> gets a bit of a, a fleshing out of his character. He really does. Humanising, you could say. Yeah. Um, what were the highlights? It was just, I just thought it was great. And I see, I've always loved the Vision and Scarlet Witch. So um, now some for those of you who haven't seen it, it's probably too late, I've already mentioned the Vision, but um, spoiler alert, obviously the Vision is created to, to battle Ultron and Scarlet Witch and her brother, Peter Max, Maximoff, appear. Um, and major spoiler, obviously, Peter dies, which annoyed me a little bit, but I understand it's a cinematic universe, not the comic universe. Um, yes, that's tough as well. And I, I kept, you know, saying to the people I was watching with, um, you know, in the comics, the Vision and the Scarlet Witch get married. I wonder if that'll happen in the movies. I like, the continu- I like the continuation of the story. I thought it was pretty good how they've continued. But there was a couple – or there was one main point that I don't know. Um, you know how you got the um, those stone things? Oh, bloody mental blank. I can't remember what they're called. But how Infinity in stones. the movies – that's it, the Infinity Stones. How in the movies um, there's been two of them uncovered, but Thor mentions that there's been four. four. Yeah. yeah. So the other four, are they coming from – a? comic book Don't background know. yeah because in the in the series and all the movies have been around it's only the two the um that have come out the one from um guns of galaxies and now this one sorry spoiler alert again but um yeah so they're the only two that have been talked about in the actual um yeah tv movie stuff so yeah i was just kind of that, that was one thing that just brought my attention is yeah where the other two have come out from so yeah no i don't know maybe yeah i mean so they didn't appear in the thor movies because they're ones i actually haven't watched believe it or not i haven't watched any of them no they haven't no because i've watched i've basically watched all the marvel ones and no they weren't in the um in the thor okay. ones the the f there was the ether or something like that in the thor one, um, which something to do with uh, the Dark Elves and all of that controlling. So, But okay. it wasn't an Infinity Stone from memory. I've never liked Thor. Well, I don't know why. Bear, what you need to bear in mind is that the Avengers is effectively the tree trunk franchise yes. yeah. of Enterprise. Everything else is a branch. Yeah. So or the Dark World uh, and all, all of the other stuff. So... Really, and this is one of the reasons why it nearly broke Joss Whedon's brain 
uh, doing this movie was because all of the things he had to introduce, tie up, uh, foreshadow in this thing. And it's one of the reasons why it ran as long as it did and was as crowded as it was is because it's basically setting things up for subsequent movies that are going to be shooting off from this. So the the next Thor movie is obviously uh, foreshadowed. Um, next Iron Man movie is foreshadowed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so where the rest of the, the – the third Avengers movie is obviously going to deal with the Infinity Gauntlet. I think that's fair to say. Um, and there's a lot of moving of the chess pieces around that's going yeah. to occur the subsidiary and branch movies in 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 the uh, interim period so yeah i mean it was narratively it was very crowded mm. uh, i'm really quite pleased that there was as much in there as there yeah. was um giving hawkeye more time a bit more character building i think was well overdue because the original movie he didn't get enough considering how pivotal the character he is uh he, he didn't really get enough time in this one. He did. And I think in a lot of ways he became the, the anchor point, the heart. Yeah. Uh, what, what everyone was fighting for was kind of encapsulated yeah, in that's right. uh, his, his subplot. Um, Thor's subplot, kind of irrelevant because that was setting up for the next movie. Um, what happens to Iron Man now? I don't know. I don't know what RDJ is going to be. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to be, uh, whether he's going to be in for the next one. No, I don't know no. if he's going to be the next one or I how I didn't think going. he was, was he? I thought this was basically his last hurrah. It, it did feel like a bow out, yes. But I don't. you can't really have an Avengers without Stark, so I'm not sure how True. that's going to work exactly. Um, and, you know, everything's negotiable when you get to the end of the day. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it... But very well done. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was I was wearing my Vision 3D glasses. Oh, so you were only watching 2D, but still enjoyed it. Oh, 3D 3D is definitely worth having a look at. Uh, if you're going to a village cinema, folks, or and probably if you're not in Australia, I would imagine there's equivalent vending machines. Uh, but you can buy your 3D glasses. You don't have to buy the default ones from the people you're buying the tickets from. You can go to the vending machines, stick your credit card in, and for $10 Australian, you can buy uh, Iron Man 3D glasses, uh, Scarlet Witch 3D glasses, Vision 3D glasses, okay. 3D glasses, blah, blah, blah. So if if you don't want to just be wearing normal crap ones, you can buy some high-fashion ones or some cartoon character-themed ones. Cool. Which uh, I... Because I'm an idiot. No, fair enough. And last mention in regards to that movie, I like Stan Lee's cameo. And if you haven't seen it already, go to YouTube and Google Stan Lee Audi commercial. Um, it's gold. Directed by Kevin Smith. Excelsior. Yes. Um, have you guys seen it? No, not the ad. Yeah, it's Stan, Stan Lee's cameo school. It's, it's really good. It also has a nice um, uh, presence of... Um, I've forgotten the guy's name. Daryl's brother in um, The Walking Dead. I don't know what that reference refers no, to. That's right. People that watch Walking Dead will. His big brother that died a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so we're going to be super quick for these last three ones because we're massively over time. Rogue One announced, I assume we've got this in here, as far as the standalone movie to come out next year. Um, a bit excited Mentioned at um, Anaheim, wasn't it? Talking yeah. about it's yep. what, following how they... Got the plans of the Death Star. Yep. Yes. 
Looks awesome. They've got people involved who do war movies. This movie is not going to involve a Jedi. No. It is going to involve people rolling around in the dirt doing really shitty war-type stuff. Um, I, I think we actually mentioned this some time ago on the podcast that it would be great if they just took the what's now revealed to be called the anthology movies and just do it in different styles with different feels. Yep. Uh, so in other words, a lot of Bothams are going to die in that film? Quite possibly. But I don't even know what a Botham looks like, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm bidding. Hairy dog. No, a bit excited. And the thing I'm most excited about is it means that, and I knew this was the plan, that every year for the next foreseeable future we've got a Star Wars movie. Like, I'm not sure. They haven't announced what's coming out between Episode 8 and 9, but you assume they will announce something. So we've got something, you know, every year for the next five years. doesn't get much better than that. It's going to be jam-packed. There's no two ways about it. If if the Marvel Universe movies is any reflection, we are going to be drowning. In Bounty. Exactly. Uh, speaking of uh, well-known franchises, Thunderbirds I Go for a new movie. And I've, I've seen the trailer. Was it a trailer? Very brief one from memory. Thunderbirds I Go is a, a – I'll, I'll say a reboot of the, the old Thunderbirds TV series. Yeah. Uh, most people will probably be aware of it. It's something that appeared in the mid-'60s. Uh, it was done basically with marionettes and miniatures. Yeah. Uh, so obviously well before CGI or any concept of it. It's been redone. Again, it's, used, it's, a, it's a British production. And they do use CGI, but they also use a lot of miniatures as well, which was something I have to admit I noticed when I was watching it. Uh, if you enjoyed the original series, you will probably enjoy this reimagining. Well, not reimagining is really the wrong, wrong word. It's essentially the same show, yeah. Uh, but a couple of characters have been updated a little bit. Um, the uh, the the computer genius is Indian. I'm not sure if that's racist or just um, just uh, relevant. Either either way, it is what it is. Cool. But, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a kids show, but it's worth a watch. Yes, looking forward to it. And last but not least, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes, is some uh, person with a, a lot of skill uh, has redone the Force Awakens Episode 7 trailer that we all love from a couple of weeks back uh, and made it into one that features Jar Jar Binks uh, heavily. So it's called The Binks Awakens, and I'll put the link. It's quite amusing. So I'm going to know you've seen it. Have you seen it, David? Uh, not yet, no. Yeah, worth a look. It, it's quite well done. So we've got Lumpy and Jar Jar into the one podcast, Lumpy twice and Jar Jar once. Yeah. I, I have to admit, in, within the, the Star Wars narrative, I don't like Jar Jar Binks, but in the, the context of Robot Chicken and just the oh, yeah. verse, I, I've got a soft spot for the stupid lizard yes, frog-tongued bastard. We wouldn't keep still be talking about him if he hadn't made if That's he had right. part of canon. I think he's more legitimate than the Ewoks now. I think he's he's past that threshold. Yeah, probably has. Sadly. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I reckon we're gonna call it quits there. Because I think everyone tuned out ten minutes ago anyway. 
<laughs> Thank you for hanging around if you have. So, if they're dedicated listeners, they don't. I never tune out no matter how long you guys uh, talk for. Oh, do you? Oh, you're better than me. Wow. I, I, I tuned out 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's call it a show. So as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or some general abuse, please feel free to email us at contact at or visit our Facebook page. We had a new like this week, um, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. Chris Mottram, thank you. I just even remembered who liked the page. Well done. Thank you, Chris. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer, and Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, and David treats, uh, tweets under you're under Casmas, aren't you? Yeah, Casmas underscore. That's cool. That's right. Uh, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes, the last 50, and we're also on Stitcher. Thanks very much for listening and thank you to my co-host for this episode, Simon and David. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank you and it's good that you put the stuff on uh, Stitcher because my stupid, oh, not stupid work, but work had an internet policy change and the only way I can get to the site now is via Stitcher. Cool. Ah, it worked. Yeah, it's yes. a bad little service. I quite like Stitcher and they don't even pay me to say that. Um, so yes, have a great week. And remember if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Good night. Night. Ciao. or the person that listens to it.